You ever just watch a dog just eat a jar of mayonnaise? <laughs> just. Uh, all right, so welcome to another episode of Getting Loose and Killing Time. I'm Christopher Seymour. Patrick B. Ray here. And who do we have today? I'm Gus Clark. Where are you from, Gus? I live in Canyon Lake, Texas. Canyon Lake, Texas. So we were talking, I should definitely not move to Canyon Lake, is that right? No, it's terrible. Pop top again. I've got time for one more round. Yeah. So why should I not move to Canyon Lake? It's the worst. Sucks, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. ugly and uh, the lake's probably infested with things. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, the people are terrible. Yeah, that's rough, man. Uh, the yeah. weather's even worse. Yeah, weather's so, bad. So why do you lake's live down ugly. There? Just love suffering. It's the only way to find authenticity in country music. Just uh, self-imposed uh, suffering. <laughs> You know, well, that, that, so, dude, I so I have a I have a friend of mine. No, you don't. Wait, you okay, have a friend? I have an acquaintance. Fair enough. You know, I use that term loosely. It's like people that you will not fist fight with unless you absolutely had to. Yeah. Right. Sure. Family. That, that's a yeah. Well, no, I'll fist fight with family any day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> but yeah, he was. He's getting married, right? He got engaged, and he messaged me, and he was like, hey, man, I'm worried now that I'm happy and stable that I won't be able to write anything anymore. And I was like, don't worry, bud. Life's just going to bring you a shit sandwich at some point. Yeah. You know? Waves on the beach, baby. The shit goes out, and the shit comes back in. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think you got to go out looking for bullshit. It'll find you. Yeah. You know? Life's hard. I've got a reservoir to to draw from. Seymour's got a reservoir too. I need on his that pants. stadium, buddy. But <laughs> doesn't help you get the liquid into you. Helps you get the liquid out of you. Well, I just like pouring drinks on my pants. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to judge. This is an anti kink shaming podcast. Yeah, you know it is. We've already been through that. Yeah, it's, uh, sex positive. Not here to. Yeah, <laughs> you do what you got to do. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you'll be fine. And even if you are, just with consent, you know, some people are into pain. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, that's not really my thing, but, yeah, do what you do. We're not here to judge. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we are, but we're here to judge. Only music. judge can go. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have time for judging. It takes away from my other activities. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like jurying and executionering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for that. We uh, definitely judge people, though. No, dude, I don't judge anybody. Yeah, we do. No, when, when have you heard me judge someone? On this here podcast. When? All right. It, here, it? let me go pull up. Yeah, episode three, <laughs> minute eight, 17 seconds. You said. You forget I record all these. Oh, well, man, everybody thinks I hate Johnny Cash at this point. So Is that what they think? Yeah, people are like... I, People actually genuinely ask me, like, well, what? why do you hate Johnny Cash so much? And I'm like, I don't hate Johnny Cash. He's just not country. Yeah. I just hate people asking me to play Johnny Cash. Yeah. I hate playing Johnny Cash. I hate listening to Johnny Cash. And he's not country. But I don't hate Johnny Cash, the man. I'll, I'll play and listen you know? to Johnny Cash. I don't know Johnny Cash. I'm okay with it. It's hard to hate people you really don't know. It's funny. He doesn't think much of you either, Seymour. Well, you don't think much at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Maybe we should dig him up it's and ask him what he thinks. Because he's dead. Yeah, that's right. He still, was still that the, dead. Yeah, that's the joke. joke. Yeah. He's still dead. It, you know, it should we defeats the purpose of the joke. A, Jamie, pull. Yeah. You, stop Johnny having Cash the, still dead? We don't have an intern today, Patrick, and I'll ask you not to fake it. I was. Son, I almost asked Joe to come over. Hey, you want to come be intern today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we pay in candy. Sweet. Yeah. I see what you did. There may or may not be razor blades in it. I don't know. Ooh. What the f- Exciting. <laughs> we are coming up on Halloween season. That's I'm what glad I'm saying. I'm glad don't come knock it. on Patrick's door on Halloween. Yeah. Full people, bars, kids. Full bars. Some people get excited about <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes, and some people get excited about Halloween candy. Full of razor blades. Full of razor blades. <laughs> full of razor blades. <laughs> Jesus. This is dark, gentlemen. Yeah, well, That's I did. Okay. We'll we, fix this all in post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a lot of editing. No, we no. never edit anything. <laughs> we'll just leave it all in there in its glory. So if you talk shit Ooh, on this show. As I will. And yeah. Do. It'll just, you know, that's natural, man. I actually brought a list of uh, yeah. people I'm planning Grievances. To yes. <laughs> and We're going to start with Martha Stewart. All right. And here on here. our Festivus episode. <laughs> yeah. Who really Frenches my fries? The airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> How's your steak, Patrick? It's good. It's getting cold. Hold on, let me take another bite. Okay. Why am I eating steak, boys? Why would you not be? Because uh, you're slow and you didn't finish it at the table. That's true. Like the slowest eater on earth. The second slowest. Who's the slowest? My ex girlfriend. That's where I learned to be a slow eater. You learn mm-hmm. to be a slow eater. Yeah. You savor the food more, you know? No, I don't know. But you should try it sometime. No, nah, man. I eat like I just got out of prison. Like, if it's there, it's gone. Yeah, no, that's how you eat in prison, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> that's like I said. <laughs> that's how you, when you get out, you savor it. You don't have anybody trying to shank you. No, dude. They're still out there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've, I've never been in prison before, so I... Yeah. I wouldn't last long in prison, I don't think. No, you're too pretty. Too soft. Oh, you'd last real long. Yeah. <laughs> be real popular. They keep you alive. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Good for you, man. Get a lot more cigarettes that way. Yeah. What way? Being somebody's special boy. Oh, okay. You know? Special guy. <laughs> special guy. <laughs> special boy. That's what my grandma calls me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Same reason, ironically. No, God. <laughs> and well, boy, does grandma give him a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> so, ironically, is your grandmother listening? My to grandma this quit. No. Okay, good. My grandma quit smoking twenty years ago, probably. And quit listening to this podcast immediately. <laughs> no, she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Smart woman. Yeah, nobody yeah, listens to this podcast. No, no, hey, we got 12 listeners. Woo! Okay, technically it's 47, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Oh, no, it doubled on that last episode. Because those boys together had 12 listeners. With our 12 listeners, it makes 24. And now you're saying we're to 47? Well, I just throw out a number at random. Generally, um, it's a guesstimation. Yeah, it's going to fall off after this one. That's for <laughs> sure. No, it, it'll be fine as long as as long as long you don't play the accordion. It'll be fine. 
Can do. <laughs> it's not a hard sell. What do you call a hundred accordions at the bottom of a lake? Not as good as a hundred lawyers. A good start. Oh. But yeah, a hundred lawyers, same thing. Yeah. What do you gotta get a, what do you But you know what they say about accordion players, right? What's that? They squeeze harder, finger faster, and push all the right buttons. Oh. Mm. Is that a, is that a sex joke? No. No, Patrick. It's about grandmas. Oh. Aren't you married? Kinda hot. I am. In Shouldn't fact. you know these things now? Know what things? The sex things? Wait, we're going to have to have the talk with Seymour later. Seymour's. <laughs> 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 I think Seymour's had the talk. Seymour Seymour's going to have to have a talk with me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, buddy. See, Patrick, sometimes when a man is deeply in lust with a woman. <laughs> He'll do strange things. Sometimes when a man and a man have a really deep connection. We're not here to judge. It's called ducking. <laughs> like the Otis Redding song. Yeah. 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 What have you been working on? Oh, staying alive. That's good. That's a good start. Yeah. Usually a prerequisite to doing other things. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> are you doing like a re-release of that with the like accordion style? The song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just how I remember CPR. Mm, yeah, me too. What is my landlord? Oh, he's gone. Oh, hi, landlord. He's gone. <laughs> was he even really there, Patrick, or are you just making that up? Yeah, he was there. These visual things come across great on podcasts. Yeah, you can really see him walking up the stairs outside the window. Yeah. To the second floor, carrying a box of unknown origin. As he carried the box. <laughs> this what's, is a true crime what's thing, What's in the right? box? Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? Yeah, you didn't know, but this is a really long con uh, true crime podcast. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I really, had a feeling you were yeah. going to murder me later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We murder all our guests. Well, now that you know, we probably ought to get started. Hey, but thanks for the steak. Good yeah. last meal, you know. Yeah. We want you to die happy. That's why we do it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, just think about this. Have you really seen anybody who's been on the podcast again after the podcast comes out? I didn't even know you guys had a podcast. Yeah, we keep it secret because we're murdering people. That yeah. makes sense. This isn't yeah. even recording, is it? No. Yeah. No, it's fake podcast. Yeah. His headphones are just run into a cardboard box in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you want to get together and play podcast? I got some. I got a toy out of a Happy Meal that light that lit up, and I just stuck it in the box over here, so it makes you think that there's. I'm into Something it. going on. It's my mm-hmm. kind of show. You you still get Happy Meals? There's lower calorie. It's not very happy. And you get a toy. And you get a toy, yeah. And you get cookies in there, right? No, now they try to put apple slices and shit. Yeah, I get the healthy options. What? What's the fucking point of that shit? I know. It's if you're going to eat shitty food, eat shitty food. It's like, here, that's let, me what get, I tell them. let me get this grade Verbatim. D beef that's been over-processed in this dry-ass bun, and then I'm going to get some apple slices. <laughs> what, what the fuck is the... I just go all out if you're going to go. Do it. Do if you're, right. you're going to get apples, you got to get the apple pie. It's too. half measure. Yeah. That's, the, that's where the jam's at right there. Yeah, then you crush up the sedatives, put them in there. Just, yeah. Wait, yeah, they, they never even taste them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. It's like the old saying goes, passed out kids, happy family. <laughs> Strap them kids in and give them a little bit of Benadryl. Cherry Coke. A little bit of Benadryl. 
rub some whiskey on his gums. No, they never did that to y'all when you were teething? Don't drink that. That's mommy's water. (laughs) Dude, when I was married, my my former uh, wife, her grandmother was there, this French Canadian lady. (laughs) And my nephew comes up and he's like, I don't like grandma juice. And we're like, what? It's like, I don't like grandma juice. Take a sip of it. It's just watered down wine. (laughs) In a sippy cup. She's like, I'll calm him right down. Just give him water down. <laughs> Got a drunk five-year-old one. You said around. grandma juice, and I'm I'm imagining grandma drinking out of a sippy cup. And I'm like, why is grandma drinking out of a sippy cup? Grandma's spills, you know? Maybe she's the parking. She got the shakes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> shakes. On the most politically incorrect episode yeah. of getting this killer. Tom, I'm glad you're here, Gus. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm here to really bring get to, everything right down into uh, the We gutter. really get to cut loose on this episode. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> it's about as good as Jono talking about uh, about boat ramp speed dealers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, band name. Or song name. Isn't that what we call it? Yeah. Boat ramp speed dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, don't come to Canyon Lake, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get your meth at the boat ramp anymore. No more. But you can stop by my house and say <laughs> we go up to the top of the hill. <laughs> Take a left. How'd you know? There's an empty quarry. Again, how'd you know? Because I've been following you, Gus. Makes sense. That's how you plan this whole true crime thing. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. He's dishing all the all the secrets today. I like to really know the folks that I As Seymour made his way up the hill. <laughs> his victim had no idea. He looks over at the bush and says Hey, man, you got the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we doing, gentlemen? I'm well, confused, and I like it, and uh, it's a good way to start we're gonna talk about We're going to talk about what you're working on musically. Oh, I'm finally feeling like doing some more new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this summer has been really busy, and I'm really grateful for that, but I also was getting a little bit burnt out, yeah. um, just because it's, so, it's my full-time job. I'm not one of those uh, people with day jobs. It's my full-time mm-hmm. Targeted um, by that statement. Good, work harder. <laughs> uh, I got a part. I got a part-time job. I feel sixty uh, percent targeted. Yeah, I'm not a great shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had one eye closed. Uh, no, but I think you know. I feel it's been really good lately. I feel like um, I've been doing a lot of solo stuff to keep things moving, and it's nice to be able to do that. But I prefer playing with the band, and I, I think we're blessed here in Texas, especially in Central Texas, to have so many good players that we can call. But we've been tightening up the band lineup a little bit more and getting a more steady lineup, which allows us to be tighter. You know, to, we can still put on a good show, and we always do, but that next level of tightness and arrangement comes with having a more solidified lineup. So that's been nice. And for me, as as a writer, I tend to write more to my band, mm-hmm. like with that in mind, because it's really easy for me if I'm just sitting there with the guitar or the accordion to start a get lost in it, right? You, you you work on a few things, you spit a few things out, and after a minute, I don't know, we all have that self-doubt where you're like, I don't know, is this good? Does this Is this just stupid? And when you can take it to the band and be like, no, no, okay, these guys trust me, I trust them. Yeah, that works, that doesn't, let's change the feel, let's put a, let's put a little thing there, let's put a space there. You can kind of figure it out more because otherwise, left to my own devices, I get about two-thirds through a song and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what is music. Uh, it's all stupid. I don't know. That was where I was when you walked in today. Yeah, we were messing with a song before you walked in. I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, you get. Is, I've got piles of two thirds done songs yeah. and so, but I'm feeling more momentum, especially going into the fall as things 
you know, tend to slow down a little bit in the gig scheduling. It allows for more like focus on, okay, what's the next project? What's the next album? What do I want to put on that? So I'm starting to get excited about finishing some songs that have been kicking around in my head for a while. And, um, and then I've got a couple of buddies that are just writers that don't really, they have families and stuff and other businesses and they don't, um, they're not pursuing an active music career. And so they're like, here, I wrote these songs, pick them, cut them if you like them. So it's been nice that way to think about making an album where I don't have to have 14 songs done and I can also help my friends out that are really great writers but don't have bands and aren't actively gigging where it's like, cool, I'd like to get those songs out in the world and yeah. and help them out and that helps me out. And I think that's a cool tradition in old school country too yep. of like, I mean, shit. What it's a writer's it, genre. Yeah, well, like, you know, George Strait didn't write shit. Like, yeah. You know, you look at all People these... People don't really know who Dean Dillon is, right? Right, yeah. exactly. And like, or even you go back further, it's like, you know, I'm, you know, the Boodlows and Cindy Walker and like Mel Tillis only had a... Mel Tillis and Tom T. Hall both, and Roger Miller, all only had music careers once they were like, well, you're writing all these songs. Like... Yeah. Bill Anderson you too, should, Bill Anderson, yeah. Willie Nelson to a degree. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. And all these guys were, there was this sort of, it was okay for it to be a separation of like, no, these people are songwriters and these people are performers. And so I think kind of keeping that tradition alive um, is something that's really cool. It helps me think about my writing and my performance in a different way. Well, I think I, it also allows people to focus on what they're really good at. I mean, some people are really good performers and songwriters, but I think that there's a lot of really great songwriters that are not particularly Or great good performers, performers that just, don't yeah. aren't virtuosic songwriters. Right? Yeah, and I've got a lot of I've got a number of people in my life that are just like by their own admission not they know they're not amazing singers. They can carry a tune, they can get a demo cut, right? But they know that's not their forte. But they like writing, and you know, for me, sometimes I get stuck and hung up, or I'm not happy with the stuff I've been writing, and it's like it's nice to have that. I mean, that's yeah. The further you get in this industry, I think it's it's okay to to specialize, right? It's like that's yeah. why. That's why I don't know shit about recording, you know? That's why I hire a that's why I hire an engineer and a producer to do that. It's like I don't that's why I take my guitar to a luthier. My, my luthier. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. you know, yeah, okay, I guess I can start learning a whole you know, at some point you run out of time and energy. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think for me it's nice to focus on I, I really enjoy arranging and band leading and first and foremost performing. I mean that's always been what I like. I remember recognizing that recognizing that years ago that that's mm -hmm. what I like the most is performing live. Like some people really love the studio, some people really love teaching, some people really love you know, I like getting up there with a band and putting on a show. I really come from that philosophy that my job is as much as it's self-satisfying, my job is also to entertain people and to connect with people and to give them you know, fun even if that fun is a sad song but like yeah. to have that shared emotion that catharsis that 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 thing that happens at a live show where like if you and i are at the same show and don't know any don't know each other from anything but we both are like listening to whoever you know like i remember sitting there seeing john prine and looking around and being yeah. like i don't know any of these people but i already know that i got a lot in common with them i know that i like them on some level i know that they understand some things that i understand about being human and I think that's a really cool thing to remember as as a performer and as a writer, that that really is the goal, is to take these complex human 
emotions and parts of the experience and distill them down to a sort of um, palatable three minute mm -hmm. adventure. If it's a party song, I want you to party hard for that three minutes. If it's a sad song, I want you to feel sad with me. You know, if it's whatever. That cosmic connection. Yeah, I think and just like a real, Primal, really. yeah, a real base yeah. level human like. I, you know, I, you feel what I feel. We relate. I get it. Like real base level kind of stuff like that. I mean, that's some of the genius of some of these old, the really classic country guys. Like they could package things in this way that ostensibly sounded like a little pop song. But as you dig into the lyrics, you're like, this is some heavy shit. Like we're talking about some real serious things of love and loss and heartbreak and self-loathing and self-doubt and, and struggle and history and, you the know, human condition, right? The the ultimate like relatability of it, yeah. and there's I think there's an honesty that has to happen within that mm -hmm. with yourself for that to not be pandering, you know. Yeah, so I guess yeah. those are things that all go into my writing, and I think for me, right now I'm at a point, at least mentally, or getting more at a point where I'm ready to sort of step into that. Like in a way, I write out of necessity. There's so many great songs out there. I could sit there and make a career and just do badass covers for the rest of my life. But you got to do it your way. You got to write it. You got to get it out in your own voice. And I think part of that's an obligation with, with having the skills to do it. That's like, and maybe that's egotistical, but just to say like, no, I, I have that gift to be able to do this. I should do it. I, sh I should take an opportunity to use the gift that God gave me to the best of my ability for so myself how, and for others. You how know? much do you think it's a gift and how much do you think it's down to work like oh i've done, I've done this a lot no like you know i've done this a lot and i've honed this skill yeah work versus it's, hours it's, hours in i mean yeah. it's both it's 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 hours in and it's talent i mean you look yeah. at like I, I mean the athletics comparison is really similar it's like there are people where it's like yeah you can put in all the hours you want dude you ain't going to the nba sorry you're five seven <laughs> and like you, you're just not built you know you're not built for it like whatever and but I mean then there's also people that have that talent and then don't put in the work. So I yeah. mean it's definitely a mix. Um, yeah, work. I think work ethic plays a lot into it because talent and tenacity start to look very similar the more hours you put into something. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. one of the things that's taken me a long time to learn is the the value in editing. I think mm -hmm. when I was younger, yeah. when I was a teenager and stuff, I had this notion that. That songwriters just kind of like sat down and just like shout out a song. And it's like, well, the people that do that, it's because they're using those muscles all the time. It's oh, because yeah. they're, yep, yep, it's yep, because yep. they wrote 150 shitty songs to be able to crank out that one good one in 20 minutes. You know, like it's not just something that you just magically wake up with. And so it's, it's, it's honing those skills. I think really valuing the editing process too of your own mental stuff of going like, yeah, that works. Can I do it better? Can I do it simpler? Does the phrasing work? Is that clunky? Is that try? Yeah. What's a different word? Like, because we all have a tendency to strike when the creative iron's hot, and you get that initial idea down, that initial chunk of a chorus or a verse in a chorus or something, and then to to really do the work of going back and laboring to get it right. And I mean, I'm personally, I'm terribly afraid to put out music that i'm not proud of like 
You know, there's a lot of Me people. I think, that, I think there's a lot yeah. of people out there that maybe don't think of it that way, but that are more than happy to just like quantity versus quality. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna keep cranking them, and, there, and I respect that too. I just know for myself in my own weird insecurities yes. that like it's not the way I would do it. It's not the way I do it. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, boss. I gotta get in on the trend here. Don't worry, folks that know me. It's not alcoholic. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. This podcast will be done. You can let some other fool talk shit. (laughs) I just started learning that song on the bass. Pop a top again. See, he has to compulsively do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just fun to open cans around him. I was, pick, I was picking up on that. Yeah. We're just going to have a shitload of open cans around here. Hey. Just still full. Why did y'all open all my beer? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was like 24 beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Patrick said it 24 times. I just love the sound. It's, it's craft beer, dude. That's like 50 bucks worth of beer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all playing that craft beer country. Right. Yeah. Beer country. Hey, it's Houston, man. I, we gotta I play appeal art- to the. We gotta appeal to the. Uh, I play the art- You gotta play artisanal uh, small batch honky that. tonk. <laughs> don't say that. It's sarcastic. Actually, it's hard to craft country. Yeah. Craft country. Craft country. Captive country. <laughs> small batch honky tonk. Small batch. Farm to table. This this uh, this country music has been individually numbered. Got an NFT associated with it. It's free range. Yeah. <laughs> Ethically sourced. All organic. Humanely killed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, it's it's about time. Uh, play us a song? Yeah, oh, okay. before we kill you, you need to play a song. Oh, okay, cool. At least there'll be something to remember me. <laughs> we like to be entertained before we yeah. do our the, you know, the dastardly deeds. Can you hear that guitar? Should I back oh, yeah. this off? No, no you're, you're good, good man. man. It's perfect. Um <clears throat> What you gonna play for us? Uh, I haven't recorded this one yet, but I've been—I'm excited to get in the studio in the near future and record it. It's a song I started writing about, kind of seeing people out at the bar, maybe had a little too much to drink, just that talking too much, a little bit tough guy affected thing. And I got about halfway through writing it, and it's like that's part of the process too. I was like, oh shit, I've been that guy, and I was like, ah shit, we've all kind of most people I know have been that guy. And, it's interesting playing this song for people because sometimes people hear it and they're like, yeah, that's me. And I'm kind of like, ha ha, you should reevaluate your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, it's called Taking Cheap Shots. Imagine this intro lick is a much cooler lick on the pedal steel. We'll have to use our imaginations here, huh? Yeah. shooting off at the mouth you're going off half cocked yeah you just keep buying rounds and taking cheap shots you barking like a big dog in this one horse town think of the life of the party but you bring everybody down just a lonely man Got a lot to prove 
say you got nothing, nothing but pride left to lose. You coming in hard, shooting straight from the hill. But then your foot seems to slip right past your lips by shooting off at the mouth. Going off half cocked. Yeah, you just keep buying rounds and taking cheap shots. You barking like a big dog in this one horse town. Think you're the life of the party, but you bring everybody down. Don't need no backup. You stashed a six out in your truck. Oh, but I'm not impressed when you start pressing your luck. You push it too far. They say it's time to go. And now you're standing in the parking lot all alone, staring at your phone. Cause you was. Shooting off at the mouth and going off half cocked. Yeah, you just keep buying rounds and taking cheap shots, barking like a big dog in this one horse town. Think you're the life of the party, but you bring everybody down. Strutting in like you a big man in your own hometown. But when your friends are laughing, they're only laughing at a clown. You don't even know it, man. When your friends are laughing, they're only laughing at a clown. Very cool. Where'd that one come from? I wrote that. Well, yeah, I know that, but like, <laughs> where'd you come up with that that idea? This is. It smells like a character song. That's usually. What do you mean? I mean, it's, well, he said before he started playing the song, Patrick, if you were listening, that he was just watching people in a bar. Yeah, I was. I mean, I guess I was kind of thinking about some people I know and thinking about myself and. I think probably, I don't remember it specifically, but I think probably somebody said something about shooting off at the mouth or something yeah. like that. And I was like, I think I started fucking with the the sort of firearms references, right? Like yeah. going off half cocked, straight from the hip, by another round. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm clever. Mostly I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're clever it means you're not that's what i've learned well that was cool i like that so yeah, it's good so character songs are like a whole it's a whole thing so it seems like this is kind of a composite character which parts of the which parts of that song are about yourself or you can say no comment <laughs> 
That's I mean, fun. I don't know. I guess I don't really think of it as a character song because I think of it as being so universal. Like I think of like I think every bar has that guy. Okay. Every small town has seen that guy, and it's sort of like for me written as like a as an address to that person in their right. in their not in their in their state of mind of thinking like yeah I'm super fucking funny I'm aren't I so charming like everybody thinks I'm so cool that it's sort of like yeah I don't know man <laughs> like. There, you know, like that's the whole sort of end of the song is it's like, yeah, and by the end, like you've pushed everybody, you've taken it too fucking far, and now you're sitting by yourself, dude. You you were too damn, and it's like, and I mean, to be honest, in my hard drinking days, there's many times I ended up there where it's like, you think you're funny, and you were all, I mean, shit, all of us, we're all cracking jokes. Yeah. You put another half a bottle of whiskey in everybody. Yeah, those it, jokes aren't as funny. Those are they? jokes aren't as funny, yeah. and it's not as charming, and you're more of just an asshole, and like, I guess for me, it was thinking about those things in my mind. And also sort of a, you know, it's a song that's not only for that guy being that way, because he's not going to get it. He's the guy that's going to go, hey, that's me. I'm an asshole. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it's also for everybody that has to deal with that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's for everybody that's sitting there going like, yeah. You know, I've played it for people before that are like, yeah, that's, you know, they'll sit, they'll be sitting there with that friend going like, that's that motherfucker. <laughs> that's him every goddamn time. Like, like see see this guy singing it he's telling you it's not fun it's not funny you're an asshole like you know but again we're all but does he ever get it i don't know did i mean i'd like to think i have maybe not but that's that's the process right where if you are that guy actively that guy right yeah then you don't think about being that guy well, I think that, yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. Or or you're still in that middle of, like, thinking it's charming and fun, yeah. right? You're only hearing those parts of it where you're like, oh, okay, it's a little too much, but also I'm pretty funny. And it's like... Well, I also, I also think with musicians, it's the rock star syndrome. Totally. Right? Guys think that from, they're they're being, like, a rock star, and they're really right. just being a dickhead because right. they're not a genius, and they're not famous. Right. Or you know? Like, yeah, because yeah. I think of it like that, or, like, or you'll see it with, like, the the bro that was the the quarterback of the high school football right. team that's still riding that shit at 32 like yeah. where you're like dude nobody get, you are not shit like just be nice you're not funny you don't gotta joke on every random person and hit on every girl and be the loudest voice and take up the most room in the bar like you know but i mean i guess that's i think about that with like my writing in general where i try not to be it's just things I think about. Like I think about. This is funny that it's coming from literally the loudest voice in the bar. Yeah, the musician. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, motherfucker, I got the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, this is not about you. It's about me. It's about me. I don't need competition here. I'm the one with the jokes. Uh, I bring the party. No, I mean, and I think that's the thing for me with all of it. Yeah. I think that's part of what I was saying about like kind of boiling down those human experience things of like the dualities of it. Like, and that's why I try to write songs that like make that help me process weird questions in life, and hopefully do the same for people. Like, like I wrote another song a few like a bunch of years back called "Thoughts and Prayers," and I had people come up to me that thought it was like this super left wing song, and I've had people come up to me that thought it was like a total like right-wing borderline religious song and like to me that lets me know i'm doing it right like yeah. at first it bugged me that people were like reading that into my song and i was like oh no because i've gotten both sides that's how i know it's right yeah like that's how i know i did it because that was the whole point of like this is just i'm just putting my thoughts out there like everybody just has 
good intentions and sometimes what we try to do is pretty fucking useless well i think that if you if you have somebody taking two opposite interpretations of a song i think it speaks to universality universality universe universality 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 of what you wrote don't use your fucking $12 words with me, dude. Hey, that was only eleven fifty. Come on, now. <laughs> Discount-ass vocabulary. <laughs> well, it's also like the way... I think that brings up something kind of interesting, too, is um, people's perception of your art and how that shapes the meaning of things Yeah, uh, is really interesting, right? You as an artist, you write something, right? You put it out there, and then people draw their own meaning from that yeah because it's not it's yeah. not up to me it's not i mean even if i could do anything but it's not up to me to determine that yeah. like i have to just make it and it's up to other people to figure out what that means to them or how they interpret it and i love that there's simultaneously power in it and a powerlessness of like i don't know like what does it mean yeah. to you you know and i'm not gonna sit here and do like <laughs> i guess it's different when it's like dumb like stream of consciousness shit or something we're like you find the meaning bro but, but like, like born in the usa everybody thinks of that as this anthemic like rah rah usa right home uh, you know patriotic country pride song and it's it's really an anti-war song yeah. exclusively about a guy who comes back from fighting in vietnam to nothing and yeah. not even his old job right and like how he's just kind of abandoned or if i hear you know, another person play fucking every breath you take at their wedding I'm like, that is a song about a stalker. That is not romantic. The police song. Yeah. I was like, no, that is creepy. That is not like, listen to the song. <laughs> yeah. this, this reminds me, I used to, when I was in high school, I was really into Bob Schneider. You know, Bob, you probably know Bob Schneider. He's, he's a big Austin guy anyway. Uh, so I was really into him. And then I saw him out at a at an event. And I, I, was, I had been like marinating on this one song of his for, a year or two, I went up to him and was like, hey, man, i got to ask you. You say, what's the deal with that? What What is, like, at the end of the song, you said this one thing. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And I never forget my heart just dropped when he looked at me and goes, I don't know, man. I just was writing some nonsense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been over here trying to figure out like what the for a couple of years figure out what this guy was saying what does it mean like how does it fit in with the with the universe and he's like I nah, just something needed to go there so I just it's put like, something down it's like Bowie would write songs <laughs> chop them up rearrange them and that was the lyric content yeah. for the song like, well that's like a friend of mine yeah. See, I'm not that brave I can't friend of mine they have a band called western centuries they're great if you guys don't know them but uh oh yeah i remember talking to ethan one day and be like dude mm-hmm. i love that song that you did like such a great like sort of heartbreaking love song like where that like who's that about where that come from and he's like that song is about a bottle of whiskey <laughs> it's like that song is about my alcoholism it's like oh oh okay <laughs> like i also now upon listening again feels very stupid because you sang it pretty literally, and I thought you were using some real cool metaphor. And it was just the... Well, you want to do another song for us, Gus, before we head out to go do the shootout? Uh, sure. Are you going to do one on the accordion? Sure. Thanks. I wish I had. I got one that's almost done, but it's not done. Not done so, enough? Not quite. I got like a verse and a chorus. Needs a little more. I'll do this whole one. Because I like it. And it's another one that like 
on that note of what we're talking about with like the interpretation of like yeah to me it's sort of a dark it's that same thing of like it's actually kind of dark for me but i'm doing it in a context of like <laughs> but it's it's not not all fun and games <laughs> For the record, my dad still doesn't think this song is funny. I hope I die young. I hope I die young. If I'm not too old, too old to die young. I stay out late, stay up all night. I wake up in the morning, and my head ain't right. So damn. They say burn out before you fade away. I'm a burning my candle at both ends every night and day. I don't get much rest. I guess I'm just too wicked. I got a bad habit. I can't seem to kick it. So I hope I die young. I hope. If I'm not too old, too old to die young. Said I hope I die young. I hope I die young. If I'm not too old, too old to die young. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I had a friend write a song that was like something like uh, he had a line in there like death comes to those who wait so keep waiting patiently. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, why, why did your dad not like that song? Because, uh, you know, you don't want your kid to die young. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want your kid to die at all. You don't want well, yeah, you but don't, I mean. I'm making jokes about drinking myself to death. Yeah. Like when it's your kid, that's not funny. No. <laughs> like, He's not in that kind of thing? <laughs> Fuck off. Jesus, Patrick. <laughs> Christ on a cross. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I have to take this up with your grandma and get her I to know. Line. Yeah. Maybe grandma does need to start slipping you cigarettes again. Uh, <laughs> go pay her a carton of cigarettes to get you back yeah. in line. Yeah. Man. Uh, that was that was cool though. So where where did you come up with this idea of I hope I die young? What was the like where's that where's that coming from? I mean, I can I see know, how I, that's a I little like, dark, but yeah, but, I mean, I feel like all that should just comes like it's the magic of the uh, carrying a notepad in your pocket or having the damn iPhone, where it's like yeah. I don't remember. It wasn't a specific thing I can remember the story, but like 
you know, but just the way we are always all cutting up, right? Like you say some shit and then you're like, wait a sec, there's something there, you know, where it's like, yep. Yep. Uh, I was yep. like, yep. She, you know, like, oh man, yeah, I'm going to die young. And then being like, shit, I'm too old to die young. And then you're like, oh, wait a sec, there's something there, you know? And, and then like, I don't know, I try to do little things like my own little ways of like entertaining myself. Like, so when I say in that song, like, uh, in a whiskey river, I'm a diving duck. Well, that comes from the Hesitation Blues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the river was whiskey yeah. and I was a duck, I'd dive to the bottom and I'd never come up, which then Hank Williams recycled. And then I switched it around. So it's like, and I love that in country music. I mean, there's so much in other kinds of music of like, oh, it's got to all be, you got to reinvent the fucking wheel every time. And it's like, I'm not saying copy shit directly. I'm not saying just be pandering. But, but like, the there's a tradition of yeah. covering each other's songs. Yeah. There's a tradition of, Reinterpreting, reinterpreting songs, and that's also kind of like a call out. I mean, you're calling out this particular line out a, in a song. I'm calling out a reference to if you know exactly. this music, you get the historical musical. Right. It's kind of whatever. like it's kind of like a whiskey bit in hell bound. Yeah, like he's calling out a bunch of stuff in there that's lines or that you know right. from Hank Senior songs. But if you if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't you wouldn't get that. You'd be like, don't play your cheating heart. What like what does that mean? Right. Or but, like, or like where you know when I was writing King of Nothing, and I'm like, that's a great song, by the way. Thank you, man. Thank you. You have to do that Hello Walls reference in there, exactly. You know, because yeah, that that's one of the saddest songs I can think of, really, truly. Yeah, that's that's a heartbreaking song. You yeah. know, I mean, I any, got one that references that too. That's awesome, man. What do we I think got? I referenced Crazy Arms in one of mine. All right. I thought that was just how you danced. (laughs) Like this. The visual jokes are working. Yeah, I know. Right? They can't see what I'm doing. So we did one of these on the last episode, too. We had some visual. We had to describe it for whoever's listening. I'm shimmying in my chair. You guys ever seen seen one of these? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a. That was a dog eating a jar of mayonnaise? That's true, man. (laughs) (laughs) We have this. We had uh, Bingo down at the Honky Talk or Horny Talk Tuesday uh, a couple weeks back. And one of the squares was was Chris does the Seymour shuffle. I saw that, and that's that's what we were just watching was the Seymour shuffle. <laughs> I go there, I go there to dance erotically, and that's yeah. what I do. Oh, how's yeah. that working out for you? Uh, people are confused. Yeah, uh, I'm confused, <laughs> but in all the right ways. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of being confused, don't get it twisted, y'all. Best hats in town. Kenmerco down there at Kenmerco. That's yep. true. That Place to go. That make you some shirts too. Here's a little uh, little ditty by old Cole Reeves and Kevin Skurla. I like to wear my cowboy hats with a custom suit that's built to last. Well, there's lots of brands that I could name, but there's only one too wild to tame. If you want to look good, you all should know Kenner Co. is the place to go. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, that was good. Those boys. I love it. Tell you what. Hey, Kenner Co. is the place to go, don't you know? Yeah. Back there in the back of the Sagebrush over there in Austin. Speaking of Sagebrush, you going to play Sagebrush here pretty soon? I just played there last week. There you go. Tore hey, Seymour, up. you playing the uh, Sagebrush anytime soon? Playing next week. There you Which, go. Which, by the time everybody hears this episode, will we'll have be been like a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah, when does this come out? We're fucking time travelers. Let's see. One episode coming out 
on Monday. So I'll be playing next week, uh, December 23rd. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, if you want to tag your uh, your November shows, it'll probably work out really yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing in November? Uh, I'm going to eat some turkey. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to absolutely destroy some Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. It's turned into my favorite holiday. Oh. I've just started going straight for the my, It's my favorite pie, uh, holiday, too, but I just go straight for the pies. Yeah, I guess my favorite pie. I mean, just I pie, mean, pie. It's pie day. I mean, <laughs> it's my pie. pie. I mean, my thank for thanks my pie. pies. Pie giving? Pie day. Yes. Yep. Pie day. No, that's in March. No, no, no. That's. Wait, yeah. You'll get it that's later. That's also in March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go do a show. Let's go do a shootout. <laughs> All right. All right. This is Christopher Seymour. Patrick B. Ray here. I'm Gus Clark. Find me on the internet, Gus Clark, and the least of his problems. Give me a listen. Give me a follow. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yes, yes sir. sir. We definitely killed some time. We definitely got loose. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Thanks to my sponsor, Stadium Buddy, for making Stadium. sure I was able to pee. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys this. right now, uh, just as uh, you know, a testimonial, I've not had to get up and go to the bathroom not once. at all. Not once through this whole podcast. I've been able to sit here. And go to the bathroom. With a bag of your own urine yeah. strapped to your leg. Yes. Hashtag yeah. Stadium Buddy. Sponsor stadium us. Buddies. Shout out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now, Clint Black. Oh, Don't do it. Oh, Don't do it. Yeah.